Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Fitbit Pod. My name is Ben Lomas and sitting opposite me is a man who is, well, at this stage will be training very hard for the Marathon Melbourne in October. Oh, spoilers. What if this episode comes out before we have announced that? Either way, it's me, <laughs> Dora Jaisinger. And uh, we have a guest in the studio, uh, Ben Lomas, uh, someone who probably gets their uh, name mispronounced on stage as often as my I do, yeah. uh, which is a fantastic <laughs> stand-up comedian. Please welcome Kirsty Weeben. Thank you. Mate, you get a lot of different versions of your name, yeah. don't you? You get oh, a lot yeah. of Christy, don't you? Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I got Christy like two nights ago. Oh, yeah. For the first time in a while and, yeah. And Webex's the other one that you get? Yeah, Webeck. And what's Webeck? What's the background? Uh, German. Ah. Is it, is it yeah. Webeck? It is Webeck, yeah. It is Webeck. I'll, I wish it I'll, I'll be honest, I say Webeck. Uh, I've I wish introduced it were. you as Webeck. Everyone does and like I wish it were Webeck. Like I've got to correct people with a shitter version of what they've said. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm like, yeah, it's Dilrook, not Dylan. Have you cop Dylan? No. Um, Welcome, thanks so much for doing the podcast with us There's so many things that we need to cover across But we've got to start with uh, our mutual adoration of dumplings Oh yeah So do you, first of all, you eat all, uh, there's no, are you vegetarian, anything like that? You are vegetarian Oh, how long have you been vegetarian for? Oh, most of my life Really? Over 20 years, yeah Okay, so what was the point? What was the? Did you have one of those? You saw an animal die, and then you went, "Fuck it, I'll just have mushroom dumplings." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, weirdly enough, that's exactly what I know. <laughs> my um, I think I was twelve, and my sister had been vegetarian for a long time. Yeah, and like in all honesty, I think at twelve years of age, I just copied my older sister. Right, and then a few years later, like the animal rights sort of thing kicked in. And oh, so it initially, sort of... it was just a wanting to be like sis. Yeah, I reckon. Yeah. Um, I've told you that I was in uh, Canberra and I saw your sister and I wanted to go say hi and say, are you Kirsty's sister? <laughs> but I was just so scared that I'm going to be like, if she's not her, that I've just decided that, oh, they, they all look alike. All lesbians look alike. <laughs> <laughs> It was, a, it was actually Geraldine Hickey. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I um, yeah I did see a camera. I was so sure. I mean, you guys, the two of you look quite similar, don't oh, you? Oh, we look so similar. Yeah, Same it would have been her for sure. What's yeah. the age difference between you two? Um, just under two years. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But we do when we side by side, it's obvious there's a difference. Yeah, but definitely, if you just see one of us in the wild. Then it's, in the wild. <laughs> it's easy enough to mistake us. So, uh, and, and uh, vegetarian since you were for about 20 plus years. So how does that work in the dumpling world? Because I, when I think of yeah. dumplings, I always think of pork uh, and soup, pork soup dumpling, you know, the Shanghai. Yeah. Um, it can work out really well. There's some ripper dumplings in Melbourne. But isn't Spinach. it just mushroom? Isn't it always just mushroom dumplings? Isn't that the vegetarian option of dumplings? No, oh, there's usually a lot of spinach involved. Yeah, spinach will be the baseline. Mushrooms, definitely. Mm. One of my favourites in Melbourne is they're actually vegan zucchini dumplings. Right. Yeah. That and it's the first time I've had them. It sounds awful. Like I just started crying inside. <laughs> just I, the idea of vegan Well, I, I didn't even know that existed because anything I associate zucchini with is uh, is zucchini spaghetti, which is what you give the kids. Yeah, zoodles. Zoodles yeah. Uh, uh, with the kids. And the other one is uh, my mother-in-law has just been making zucchini slice for the last 25 years and that's <laughs> the only thing I know. Well, I usually hate it. Like zucchini is like my bottom vegetable, but it's so it's a, it's a but it's a staple. Like, isn't it just has that sort of bland taste? I hate it. I think it's it, so it, gross. You know what? My issue. I like zucchini, but you know what annoys me? It looks like cucumber, and you think you're going to get a cucumber yeah. taste, and you try and bite into uh, it, and you're like, ah, what is this shit? <laughs> the, um, but then, do you like eggplant then? Because that follows a similar family, though. She's a lesbian. Oh, she doesn't like eggplant. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Only in a very specific kind of cooked fashion do yep. I enjoy eggplant. Oh, really? Yeah. Mate, I, I it a, sounds like I'm really fussy, but I'm not. It's just we've just talked about two things I ooh, hate. I had an eggplant <laughs> lasagna and it was... Mm, well, see, I don't like lasagna. it at all. I've oh. never liked it. I don't understand it. Like, especially like when it's you have... It's slimy, like a, isn't it? Yeah, that's what it is. It's slimy yeah. and like... Like I and then people go, oh, we're having vegetarian lasagna, and I was like, I'll be okay. But I know that the, you know one layer is parsley, the other layer is bloody fucking eggplant. <laughs> <laughs> 
So uh, what's uh, what's the story? How long have you been doing stand-up now? Six years. Just six had years. my six-year anniversary. Yeah. And have you found one of the things we love talking about this podcast is the difficulty or the changes you go through in terms of lifestyle of eating, drinking, boozing, whatever, which is the same as drinking, um, <laughs> that, that changes that can happen once you start doing comedy. What was life for you like before comedy in terms of health and fitness and how's things now since you started doing comedy in the last six years? Yeah, cool. Great question. Um, definitely the shake-up in the routine was the hardest thing when I when I started working in comedy. Because mm. so your had, background was in PR, is that correct? Yeah, yeah. I had a PR background and then immediately before I got into stand-up, I was working in the government uh-huh. Full time. Which department? Oh, I don't really like to uh, talk oh, about sure, it. I'm not. Sure. Gonna, I'm not going to say what department, but it rhymes with immigration. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. If you, if you work that out, that's on you. Uh, oh, that's a tough <laughs> department. Immigration, where they talk about dim sims and the, they're assimilating with the other. Oh. Uh, were you doing PR in immigration? No, no, oh, no, gosh, no, no, I wasn't. But can you? Oh, oh wow. Man. I don't think anyone's qualified to do no, that. That would be trying to sizzle up that bad story. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> what, what area? So, what was the job? Uh, what, what aspect of uh, immigration were you in? <laughs> <laughs> Without giving too much away, I was working in um, status resolution. So, so you get to say "fuck off, we're full" and yeah. stamp the <laughs> literally. Well, not really. Um, I worked in status res, which was like it, it was sort of people voluntarily presenting and saying that they'd overstayed. Yeah, and asking like what they could do. Yeah, and for for a lot of people, they didn't have any options. You know, yeah. but for a lot of other people, like whatever. That, yeah, yeah. And it, it sounds like it would be a really bleak job, but like heaps of people had stayed here for ages. They knew that they didn't have a visa and then they had a compelling reason to want to return home. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yep. so they were just, but, and a lot of people would come in because the, the department spread the word about what status resolution was. Like they did like a big campaign where they'd go out to the regions and they'd talk to people and they'd be like, mm. All you got to do is like come into the office and just say that you want to go home and whatever, and we'll or, or or that you want to just rectify your situation, and we'll see if there's any options. And if they're not, there's not, then like you will have to return home or whatever. Right. But people came in knowing what they were doing, and so it wasn't grim at all. Like people okay. would often come in and be like, "Lol, I haven't had a visa for six years, sucked oh, in," it's and a then they'd be like, name, but "Now I want to go home." <laughs> Someone foreigner got lol. Hey, lol. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you have to deal with immigration lawyers? Is that is that because yeah. this blows my whole way? Because I recently had to uh, go see. Um, it was like it's near the women's hospital, but there's like sort of an office building, and in there, quite a few specialists are there. And I was seeing a specialist about I had this lump in my neck. Mm, and, I remember the lump, and uh, and I remember going in there, and there was all these officers, and there was one office I had to go there quite a few. I was absolutely fascinated by it. Was uh, one office was an immigration lawyer, and it just. It looked like he was pretending to be a real lawyer. <laughs> it was just like, and then people, it was just like, and there was like a line, like 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 a principal at an office where there were bad students that were going in and paying quite often in cash, yeah, paying right. things. Uh, and then I was like, wow, this guy's representing. He may be good, but it was just like he just looked like a I pretend went, lawyer. I went through an immigration lawyer to get my uh, PR for sure. Oh, yeah, it was, there's a lot of paperwork and stuff, and it's always mm. handier if you have someone who's kind of been through the process to tell you what. And what you need to do and stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah, like, totally. They can be amazing. They, they can totally be. They can. can be frauds as well. hundred percent. Like taking any advantage. Yeah, sure. Mm. So okay. So like how long, so you did a you did a desk job for quite a while, basically. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. So I was in that desk job for a few years, and and you know before that I'd been living overseas um, a, a, as a teacher and and a writer, and then came back and basically couldn't get a job, right? Because everyone was suspicious as to what I'd been doing overseas for six years. Where and where were you in overseas? Taiwan, which is probably where my love of dumplings began. That's pretty suspicious. Well, how long? <laughs> <laughs> Six it years is. in Taiwan. Well, let me just check your status. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. There's a Dobby number. Let's call that. <laughs> Get her out of here. Um, what was your relationship with uh, food while you were in Thailand? Uh, Taiwan. Um, it was actually really good because. Did you miss Aussie sort of like Western cooking a lot? Did you no. have enough access? No. Oh no, no, no! Like Taiwanese food, especially. W- like vegetarian food is amazing. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I say especially, but I obviously can't compare it to the, the meat. Yeah, sure, but, sure. but for a vegetarian in Taiwan, mm. it was just incredible. Like just on every street corner, there's restaurants that are dedicated to vegetarians. Mm. 
Um, really? It's a, yeah, it's got a really big Buddhist population. But, oh. I mean, there's also a lot of Buddhists in Taiwan that aren't vegetarians. But, um, yeah. A Is lot, Taiwan a lot the of, one that has the um, political issues around whether China. they're part of China or not? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Right, 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 yeah right, definitely. Right. What's, the, what's yeah. the difference between the political issues between Taiwan and Hong Kong? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I love how we, just pause, we both just pause for ages and I'm like, I've actually got to go now. That's uh, like, <laughs> I'm pressed for time. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. I, I know Hong Kong got uh, independence somewhere around like 1998 or something like that out of, yeah. um, uh, from the British Empire. And, uh, and now they're with China. Taiwan's always been with China or is it a separate country? Well, this is the thing. Like Taiwan views itself as independent. As independent. And China's like, no. Oh, wow. Yeah. It sounds like a real toxic relationship. <laughs> it's it's pretty, like, it's, I'm single. No, you're not. <laughs> yeah. You're with me forever and ever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's got its own president and its own currency. And, and, chi- and China's like, nah, not really. What language does it yeah. speak? Uh, there's <laughs> <laughs> the president. What does it speak? <laughs> we don't recognize that the person as a human. <laughs> Taiwan speaks Mandarin. There's a okay. Taiwanese language as well, because people always say to me, "Do you speak Taiwanese?" And then they correct themselves. But Taiwanese actually is a language. Okay, it's just um, sort of dwindling away. Yeah, you know, even yeah. With the older generations. So Mandarin. And did you pick up Mandarin while you were there? I definitely didn't pick it up, but I did study it and I spoke it very well. Oh, but, but wow. it's pretty much impossible to pick it up. Oh, like, oh yeah, right. <laughs> you've really got to commit yeah, to you gotta, learning Yeah, it. you can't just go <laughs> down and order a couple of vegetarian meals and go, well, I've got this in the bag. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is so easy. <laughs> and so you still speak it? Yeah. Okay, well, here we go. Yeah. Uh, ni hao. <laughs> no, <Nah>, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded Mandarin, to be fair. Now you got me. <laughs> I think it's a town in Taiwan. <laughs> hey, uh, so yeah, well, we we, uh, we missed it. Uh, got to the answer about the you know your changes in uh, relationship with food and boozing yeah. before comedy and after comedy. So what was before comedy like? Um, probably immediately before comedy, I would have been the healthiest I've ever been in my life. I think. Right. Um, <laughs> this, this sounds like a similar pattern that we've heard before. Yeah, I'm getting back on track now, which I'm pleased about. But immediately before comedy. I was, yeah, I was um, really conscious of food. I went mm. and saw a dietitian. Mm. I'd started eating really well um, under the guidance of them. I was exercising heaps. Had you been bigger as a kid as well? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's for food and food, uh, like things like diets and stuff have been in your consciousness for a while. So similar to me, it wasn't until I was like 34, whatever, 33, mm. that I started to lose the weight. But like... Before that, it was always this thing that was always in the back of my mind going, oh, I eat too much pizza. I should cut back on it or whatever. Yeah, you know? yeah, so yeah, that was definitely. A, that was a running narrative for you for your Yeah, work. yeah. Right. Like I was always aware that I had a bad relationship with food and exercise. I mean, I, I have a rough gene pool and something I do know of myself is that if I'm not exercising, mm. I have got to be pretty much eating nothing. Oh, wow. To be able to even maintain. Like I can just look at a scone in a cabinet in a cafe and put right. on three kilos. What know? about? I love it. I love. The, I just love the term. I, we have not heard this rough gene pool. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. That is the best description I've ever heard of it. Oh, I've got a rough gene pool. That pool. The cleaner needs to show up to this pool. The pool cleaner hasn't shown up, and it's pretty rough in so the gene when, pool. Can you, can you can you elaborate on that? A rough gene pool. So we, just is that so? Uh, is that across the family? Is that yeah. yeah? So so is 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 the family a lot of family struggled with weight, or are they bigger? Like how does yeah. that? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's so is everyone big, what's that's everyone's exactly. big in the family? Yeah, because my mine like my mum for example is you know has diabetes had had you know quite bypass surgery and stuff, but she's mm. not a bigger person. She yeah, just sure. ate unhealthily. So it's almost yeah. like you can be unhealthy and not necessarily show it in, in that sense. Yeah. But yeah, you guys aren't? Definitely. No. Yeah, no, no, no. no. There's, yeah, m- most of my relatives for a long while back, yeah, have definitely had, um, yeah, bigger body weight situations mm. going on. So what was the exercise? What exercise did you do in school and stuff? I played team sports. I played a lot of team sports. Which, yeah. and which sports? Basketball was my big one. Yeah. yeah hell yeah. Played basketball. And your centre, forward. Forward. Yeah. I was a sharpshooter. I used to hit like seven three-pointers a game. What? Yeah. 
Yeah, I was the MVP for my team for five years running. Fuck yeah, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Just from anywhere on the court, I just used to pop them up in like a really, really cliche way, like in an American high school movie. I just remember <laughs> like playing like in one of the top divisions when I was in year 10 and it getting down to the buzzer and us being two points down and me hitting a three-pointer from just inside the halfway mark. Oh, and it just, wow. just a swish straight through, we won the game. I was it's like the so hero f- of Canberra for years. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and, then, and then I wish, like, do you ever think, because I've had a similar one where it's like, you know, I sort of took control of the game and I remember winning the game. But do you ever have those issues? You, you think about back to those days, you go, God, I wish we had iPhones back then. Like just <laughs> yeah. to, to film those just moments. Just to have yeah. some of those because yeah. everyone's got footage viral. of it. Yeah, but just to have footage of it and go, no. Totally. When this I, was me as a kid. Ah, oh, yeah, just like being able to just, uh, you know, when I did that reverse round the back layup, sure, it was a show off, but I got the point, so everyone forgot how good I really was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, okay, so uh, basketball, what other team sports? Um, for my school, I play I, oh, nearly everything. I played footy, I played soccer, footy cricket, softball. Yeah, we used to play full-on tackle, like, um, you know, like whatever it's called, r- like rugby league style. Uh, yep, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, we played that into school competitions, like, and with full-on tackling. Yeah. It was carnage. It's good that it was actually, but there was actually women playing rugby back then. Cause it's, yeah. You know, like that, like, I feel like that's a newish thing for AFL these days. Like, like mm. you know, like, but, you know, because I don't remember. I remember one girl playing AFL when I was in grade six, and I remember at the halftime uh, – we had to get all the teams come back together. And like, okay, so you know how there's a girl on the other team? Uh, just a bit of feedback. When you do tackle her, uh, please don't uh, swing around by the bony, ponytail. <laughs> wow. The ponytail is off limits. Yeah, I was like, isn't that just a high tackle anyway? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? It's, like, it's head, yeah. yeah head, it's, head, like head. that's just a specific rule. Like that's what they brief everybody on at the women's AFL now. Like please don't swing each other around by the ponytails. <laughs> but if you made rugby league, you would have been pretty freaking strong. Yeah, look, I don't think that that ever came into it, really. Like, we were all so rubbish. <laughs> right. And also, I went to a really rough school, and I remember our first rough ever. Rough gym pool, rough school. <laughs> <laughs> we just, we, we just, like, our first ever game, I remember, like, we were <laughs> running down the field, and we realised that we'd lost half of our team. And I just remember turning around and seeing half of our team behind the rest of us in a fight with each other. <laughs> but they were just bashing each other up. And yeah. We were like, what are you doing? <laughs> the opposition's like, we don't want to fuck with these people. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, oh. yeah. Let, let them through. Let them through. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There was a lot of us just running around the field just trying to get the ball and not succeeding. So, like, my strength wasn't necessarily. Right. So you kept yourself fit uh, during school and then once adulthood kicks in. Yeah, I mean, I was a, I, uh, I've always had a pretty good relationship with exercise. Mm. Um Probably until like the last eighteen months, like I was, I was doing all right, even with comedy. Yeah, okay. Even with comedy, the last eighteen months been a killer for me, and it was mostly, it was, it was mostly um, like illness and injury related, actually, that made me get off the wagon with exercise. Right. because we, yeah, we, we spoke uh, maybe two, three years ago about mm. sort of trying. We were kind of keeping each other accountable. Yeah, yeah. About trying to get down to a certain weight. I can't remember yeah. when it was one of my many, many different versions of health kicks or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And we both sort of set ourselves little targets and stuff mm. like that. So that would have been what two years ago? Or yeah, maybe like two that? or three years ago. Yeah. So what were the things that you did do even once you were in adulthood in terms of um, exercise and stuff? Like once you started comedy, what is your go-to kind of? Workouts. Gym. I've always had a gym membership. Right. I always go to the gym three or four days a week. Oh, nice. Um, uh, recently, I've moved into swimming as well. Right. Um, always been a big walker. Uh, got a bike. Uh, generally, been a pretty big cruiser around on the bike as well. Right. Not so much at the moment. I'm just getting back into that. But definitely walking in the gym. Right. And... A couple of years ago, I stopped playing basketball. So up until that point, basketball. Well, because I was going to ask, yeah, basketball. So you still, you, did you still have the three-point skills? Yeah. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, yeah, I don't think you ever lose them. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> <That's> a- <laughs> I love it. It's such big game talk. Yeah. <laughs> I can still bang them from downtown. Um, yeah, I mean, if you gave me a ball right now, I know we're in this tiny little space. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I reckon I could just throw it and I'd find a hoop somewhere. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm amazing that you've kept it because I played, uh, it was have to be a couple of years ago, and I used to play rep ball. So I used to play mm-hmm. three teams. I used to play, you know, state level. And I, yeah. I, that's, that was my life. And then... 
I hadn't played for like eight years. And then I was like, hey, Ben, I know it's a stupid question, but can you fill in? And I filled in. And I looked like I'd never played basketball before. You couldn't shoot. I couldn't shoot. I couldn't dribble. I could just just not dribble. From your mouth. (laughs) Because you hadn't eaten fucking Coca Pops in a year. And then I remember my first shot was like, I used to go, like, I was pretty good down the baseline. Mm. My first shot from the baseline, I hit the side of the backboard and it went out of bounds. Oh, no. And I was like, I just just lost all. And I consider myself a coordinated person, but I was like, with basketball, which was my love, and, you know, I even wanted to play NBL thinking it could even possibly happen, and I lost all ability. So the fact that you've kept it. Maybe I haven't kept it, though. Maybe that's not, maybe that's not quite accurate because over the years where I wasn't actually playing in a team, I was still, like, occasionally playing a bit of pickup with friends or, like, shooting hoops. I had a friend in my neighbourhood when I lived in Footscray a few years ago who used to just come and shoot hoops with me. <laughs> I yeah. can't help so, but think just taking a gun to Claire Hooper's head <laughs> every time he said, <laughs> so I just go around shooting hoops. She's like, ah, fuck, leave me alone. I'd never, I'd never and shoot And also her. when you're talking about uh, basketball, uh, you, you mean the actual thing, not NBA Jam on Sega Mega Drive or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> on a basketball court. What was yeah. that thing when, you went, when the head got really big? What was that? Uh, you're on fire? Uh, on fire, yeah, Was it? Right. Is that the yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. 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 uh, I like, sh- like, I, shoot hoops with my friend Jules occasionally not as much but what shooting hoops I forget is such a great way to catch up with a mate it's one of those oh, yeah. ones yeah. where you actually you're not really unless you're super taking seriously you're just chatting you're just yeah. chatting and just pretty much walking and it's walking but with a bit of a sport that you don't really have to concentrate on yeah right. that's great it's kind of one like you know like kicking the footy back to back like it's hard to talk uh, with footy because you, you're far away, away. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but with hoops it's just like oh yeah what have you been up to oh you know and yeah. then you play little and then you play pig have you played pig I don't know. So I horse, might have done. What or to, horse. So I didn't. It doesn't sound halal. <laughs> <laughs> but it's where you take a shot and then if you get it in, someone then has to step in the exact same mark and then get it. If they uh, miss it, they get the letter P. If you get the word pig, right. you lose. I remember right. playing that. Oh. I, I guess I don't know why it's pig. I'm pig yeah. in the middle. I don't know. No, could have been any kind of – could have been platypus. Could have been platypus. More, more – yeah. yeah. Yeah, you have more of a chance then. Yeah. Is it the same as around the world but, like, in reverse? Like, yeah. do you go around the spots in the key? Yeah, no, no. It's like around the world except you can choose where you go. Uh, so if you're yeah, yeah, strong yeah. and you're like, I'm good shots from down the baseline. Or, uh, so you can pick and choose. And then sometimes you'll do weird ones where you go underneath the rings. So you got to go up over. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Like so that. if you choose your strength and try to even sometimes yeah, find their yeah. weakness, right. I'd just take all my shots from the halfway line, I reckon. <laughs> now we have to see this. Like, I, I, I know, I do. Can you imagine? I like, do. we're going to the court and I've just been talking trash and I'm yeah. like, oh, oh, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would love, I would love, yeah. Because I remember that was another thing that when you went to basketball practice, that at least, at least somewhere along the time you'd be trying to do like a three-quarter, like you'd try to bang it from the other end. Like yeah. you'd just do it over and over and over yeah. again. I literally could not do it now because my shoulder would fall out of my arm. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I reckon, I reckon, I don't know, I, th- I reckon that's it. So, so basketball, footy, rugby, what sport do you want to play now? Or what do you play a sport now? No, I don't play a sport now. I'd go back to basketball if anything. I mean, the only reason I gave it up was because I was like the um, coordinator of the team and it was like a full-time job. Oh, yeah. Like we, yeah. Had, we had like 11 people on the books and like... I don't know. Like, have you have you played like social comp in Melbourne anytime recently? Last time I played is indoor soccer. That's like, and right. that was years ago. Right. Because our last game, which we'd get scheduled to play like quite frequently, was at ten twenty p.m. Yeah. And like, we had eleven people, and at one point we had thirteen people on the team, mm. and I could never hustle five people to play the ten twenty games. Yeah. And and we were having to pay money for forfeits, or or they would they just wouldn't rock up, and they wouldn't even tell me. So we'd get there, and we'd have to hustle team members off other other teams. That's the worst. Yeah. So you, you come in and you give up the forfeit, and there's only three of you, and then two of the other people from the other team have to play. So they've already won the game. Yeah. And then you play a game. Yeah. It was the worst. Yeah. Or we'd borrow people from other teams that weren't in the game. Yeah. And which was all right because we used to do the same. Like I'd play a couple of games back to back, like quite frequently, to fill in for another team. And so then they'd sort of always. Oh, but it okay. was. But honestly, like I spent so much time and like. There was so much like bickering and whinging and like, can you stop texting me about the games? And like, well, can you keep showing up then? Like, and eventually, eventually, I think we played like three seasons together that that team and I. And eventually, I was like, oh, do you know what? Like, 
I'm not, I'm getting nothing out of like these hours and hours of admin and still rocking up and having the stress of a forfeit. So it just stress of a yeah. forfeit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No one knows stress yeah. before they've had a forfeit and a social match. And if you really want to wreck a friendship, uh, is you bring a friend to the game and go, no, no, it's okay. You don't have to play. Uh, and then yeah. get them to score. Uh, <laughs> and the scoring system on a basketball thing is an absolute nightmare. Well, Cal Wilson, we've had her on oh, talking yeah, about exactly the very, very thing. And parents having to volunteer yeah. to do the scoring. It's the worst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What? So yeah. you reckon pre-comedy was the healthiest you'd uh, reckon you were? What changed once comedy started? Probably, I had a pretty good run for a couple of years when I was doing comedy. Like I would say routine. So the so the last couple of years. So I'm giving you lots of timelines at the moment, but basically, like um, a month ago, like I I, I started like reworking my diet again and mm. I, I've started up with a new PT and I'm back properly at the gym and properly exercising again. So that's like in the last month. Now, prior to that, um, I had, yeah, I'd say like a good 18 months where I was like barely exercising and... You said in illness and injury? Yeah, 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 definitely. So... What injuries? I, I actually sprained my ankle really badly, two different ankles, like in the last... <laughs> not the third like, one? <laughs> <laughs> no, not the same one, you numpty. Like <laughs> someone else's. Yeah. Hey, you see, John, I've sprained his ankle. I'm out. I'm she out. Just... I'm out. <laughs> no, I could have sprained the same one twice, you loser. <laughs> I'm saying I sprained them both, but in different <laughs> Kick someone in the ankle so you hurt your foot and their foot. At the same time. <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm not going to the gym. He's got a sprained ankle. <laughs> um, and I also had like a major issue with the iron all last oh. year. But it took me ages to work out what it was. And so, I mean, it, it, yeah, when it finally got picked up by the doctor, like I, I had like no iron and I was so unwell for months and months and months and like just had no energy like to even I, get I out hate, of bed. I had been this guy, but is did the doctors or anyone link that to you not eating meat? No. Okay. No. So it's like, because that's one of those things that you think, you know, that like meat, like beef has the, it's high in iron or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they do ask that and they, that is, is a variable, but I've always right. been really careful with spinach um, and stuff. What's, what's yeah. the vegetarian uh, what's iron it? options? Uh, mushrooms is a big one. Yeah. Mushrooms is good. Spinach is good. A lot of like leafy green veg Steak is, is good. good. <laughs> Steak is good. It's the steak tree. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, uh, yeah. Okay. So, so iron deficiency, sprained ankle. And then, uh, did that, cause of the, cause of the, as you, in your words, the rough gene pool, did that mean that you started putting on a lot more than before? Yeah. Yeah. And the interesting thing as well, I think is, um, pr- probably prior to this last 18 months, like in the last few years, like I've really um, come to appreciate the big link between mental and physical health. Tell us about that. Oh. We love that shit. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, something, I mean, I don't have any diagnosed mental health conditions, mm. but just in terms of like, you know, being at your peak and being like properly up and happy and and feeling content and whatever, a big part of that for me is is linked to physical exercise. Like I know that I need to be exercising well and eating well to like be properly happy. Right. And when I'm not, um, yeah, that that general sense of well-being just declines. And so then for you, ac- exercise brings that other aspect, which is not just about the physical benefits, but just knowing that if I do this activity, whether it's cycling, swimming, running, whatever it is, mm. that I'm going to be in a better headspace. Yeah, like it's a stress release and yeah. it's that classic like endorphins thing as well. Yeah. Like, you know, my baseline's pretty pretty okay well, usually. It's, it's funny you say that because Ed Dill just recently ran uh, half a marathon mm-hmm. and what I noticed as well is everyone who ran it, like and I, I've never seen it, the actual physical, is everyone, it was Sunday morning, it was really early and everyone was really dusty and the amount, like just seeing the difference in people just half mentally after they've done half, even five kilometres, mm. uh, Kelly did ten kilometres, it's just like you, you, you just – Mentally, a lot better. Like, well, we yeah. had Dave Thornton in at the episode where we did the discussion, the, the catch-up discussion, and he was saying how good it felt because he did one lap, then his wife did one, and yeah. then it's like this this whole family was really active and they were done by 10 a.m. You know what I mean? You yeah. ticked off all those boxes. Yeah. So there yeah. is that aspect to exercise that 
when you're a bigger person, like when I was at my peak of 125 kilos, you don't think about that because the very act of getting out and being active hurts. Like it actually, yeah, sure. because I, I talked about this where in the gym, I will now lift 35 kilo dumbbells, which is the amount of weight I've lost. Mm-hmm. And it's so heavy to carry. And I'm like, I can't believe yeah. this was on me. So no wonder I was struggling to get out of bed. No wonder I was refusing to go to the gym. Like yeah. people aren't sympathetic enough to that aspect of it that you go oh just go for a walk it's like yeah i know mate like it i would love to but it hurts yeah like my ankles are hurting my knees are hurting like whatever it is everything is an effort and sure like it's it's, uh, you take responsibility for the the that the situation that your body might be in but people don't spend enough time thinking about the physical effort like adam richard was telling us about how when he lost a bit of weight and the walks got easier he would start putting books into a backpack to mm. bring oh, it back right. to the weight that he was at just to make the effort still there just like yeah kept yeah sure the weight, you know yeah so, yeah so it becomes easier and then you're burning less calories and all of that sort of jazz so i'm glad before. so i'm glad you're saying those words which is that exercise not only is about the physical thing for you but it is the mental because that's the other thing i think i wish i knew that I was going to enjoy. Like, even if I, like, I wish I could tell my uh, 125 kilo self that going, hey man, you don't have to run. You doesn't have to hurt. Just go out. Just go yeah. out and get some fresh take, air. Get, some get fresh moving. Air. Yeah. 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 And go totally. a week without binging, for instance. Like, like I always think about then, it was like, if I could just go a week just eating normal food. Yeah. And then go back to binging. And then, <laughs> That's <laughs> and then what it sounds like. No, no, no. I mean, no, no, but just like, just being able to get a little bit of momentum because right. you fluctuate yeah. back and forth all the time. Yeah. But right. I remember momentum is actually quite good for your mental health because you, 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 you already got work, you got your family life. But then if you're able to just uh, have an, that ticking in the background, like yeah. it's really important and you've got to focus on it, but you don't have to go back to it and go, oh, actually, I did go a whole week of not having a thick shack, uh, thick shake, thick sh- Thick shake, is that what it's called? A thick sh- <laughs> I don't know. I've actually just- this is a this is a pivotal moment. I've forgotten the word for thick shake. Yeah, it's thick which, shake. You're saying the correct thing. I am. Okay. Are you having a stroke? No, I just realised it's been I'm so long since I've had crazy. one. That's yeah. so great. That's so good. It's been so long. I've actually I've just realised I've, I've just realised I haven't said the word because I used to order one every day. I'd yeah, have yeah, one right. every day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like chocolate thick shake. Like and I'd I, have it. I had one yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, where right. so where are you now? So you've said you've you've gone back to the gym, right? Yeah. Your PT. Um, yeah. Do you, have, you how are you doing? Do you have a goal weight? Are you weighing yourself? Like how how are you doing this? Like what's the? Do you have a goal to get to? Yeah, yeah, I've got goals. I mean, the the, the thing that I went to the PT with was I was like, I don't I don't want to get obsessed with the scales. I'm going to have a look at the scales. I'm going to know where I'm at now and I'm going to check them every so often just to see if I need to modify my diet or need to like up my gym stuff, but not, not because I want to be like, Oh God, I'm not that number yet. I was like, I want to, I want to be healthy. I want to be fitter. And I'm just like looking for longevity now, you know, like I'm like, I'm 36 years old. It's time to get fit and stay fit, you know, rather than, um, yeah, bounce back like I did after being really healthy uh, a few years back, right? Yeah. I'm like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be yo-yoing like that. I don't want it to be an 18-month fad where I'm super, super healthy and I can run 15Ks and then I just let it all go and can't walk up the hill anymore, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was like, it's it's a, a, getting that lifestyle locked in and even being able to like push through illness or or injuries or whatever. And what you were saying before, Dill, is actually really interesting because I'd started exercising again about the pain thing. Mm. Like I'd started exercising again before I saw my PT, but it was so unenjoyable. Like I stuck it out, Mm. but I was mostly swimming and stuff because I was in so much pain. And then the, the PT I'm seeing, she's really great and she's really into sort of biomechanics and stuff. And so the first day that I saw her, she like got me to do all of these, just this things like standing on one foot, like lying mm. on my back and like, you know, testing my flexibility and my hip flexes. Like working on all overall like mobility. Totally. And, 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 and what's it called? Uh, uh, f- functional movements. A hundred percent. And like, and, and from that she was like, oh, wow. Like your walking is, whoa. <laughs> like, and she got me just doing these basic, basic stretches and exercises that over the course of a few weeks doing them, you know, it, she was like, do them three or four days a week, but I was getting up and doing them every morning. And I still am. Um, I didn't realise like how, how bad my ankles were after the sprains oh. and that had like moved up to my knees, of course, and yeah. then my hips and everything was out of alignment. What had moved up? What do you mean? The, like the, the, Have you y- got a you know, No, 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 and I don't need them. Okay. 
And what do you mean by when the ankles moved up? So, the ankle didn't move up, but like if you're if you're <laughs> injured, next to a knee. <laughs> my floating ankles are like no, my throat at the moment. You're saying that the injury then uh, increase the other injuries in other parts of the body, or create them? Yeah, yeah. Because you're compensating oh, the for the ankle, right? Right, well, right. Thing you're where a lot that... of people's like back problems actually stem from their knees or their hips or whatever. Ah, oh, there you go, Ben. And that could be my back problem issue. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> if, if, if or like your hip flexors are a big one. Like if you've got Tight hip flexors. Now that and that's my biggest issue. So I've already had a hip arthroscopy, and I've been told that I have hips of a seventy-year-old, and that if I don't start doing like real flexibility, <laughs> flexibility at the moment, I'm going to be in all sorts. Like, yeah, yeah, it's it's a yeah. really big one because this gentleman, Dilruk Jai Singer, uh, he is quite flexible. You are quite flexible. Like, I'm always quite envious about how. Mm-hmm. You, well, you, but you can do. I know this sounds ridiculous, but I've seen you sit cross-legged quite comfortably, and in my eyes. That's quite flexible. Oh, really? Because I've been told that I'm really bad with flexibility. Well, the oh, listeners oh, can't didn't. see this, but Dilruk is actually currently in wrapped up dog. in a pretzel-like <laughs> shape just yeah. sitting on this seat going, oh, am I flexible? I had yeah, no yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah. I'm, like, scr- I'm scratching my ear with my foot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you can touch your toes. I can touch my yeah. toes. Can you touch your yeah. toes? Uh, I think so. I yeah, I don't know. I haven't I tried it recently. I if you don't think but... so, it's no. Yeah, pro- yeah, maybe no. Well, I haven't tried recently. <laughs> okay, yeah, and yeah. then I, you're probably right, right. though. Like yeah. I probably, yeah. Yeah, I used to be able to all the time, but maybe not. Did you find it's... that when you're getting back into the exercise, you know, there's the pain in, associated with it itself, but did you find uh, a resistance or frustration because there's still memories of when you were fitter and you're like, I can't fucking believe I've got to start again. Like that's something that happens to me a lot where yeah. when I, when I've sort of let go or, and you know, you know, not exercised. Then when I try again and it's harder, you you're not focusing on the fact that hey, at least I'm trying again. My brain just keeps going. Yeah, but you were better. Remember when you were better? You're so <laughs> shit now. Yeah, I used to be like that. Um, I'm I'm a bit better now at like appreciating just where I'm at with anything. Please like tell not, us about that. Like not just fitness. I think it was really linked into like um getting really into meditation. Oh, like I'm a speaking huge our language. meditator. Yeah, I'm a massive meditator. I'm a daily meditator. What's uh, how's uh, what form does your meditation take place? How long do you do it for? Is there a particular technique? It varies. Follow? It depends on what's going on in my life, but at least ten minutes minimum each day. Yep, and like one if I've been like on the road heaps or like really frantically busy with comedy and stuff, like, and if I've got the time, I love just getting into a one hour guided meditation, like if I can. And that's on a pod class? I'm sorry, yeah. on, a, on an app, sorry? Yeah, yeah. So I really love Insight Timer. I've oh, used a million of favorite. them. Yeah, my favourite. Yeah, I'm obsessed with it. I love it. Yeah, um, you can create your own meditation. Mm. And that's and that's the big one. So mm. you can start, you can take. It, or, I mean, you got the pre ones, but I've got it as well. But it's you can. My love is that you can actually have like five different versions, especially when you're on the road. So I've got one for the plane. Yep. Uh, one for the mornings. Oh, wow. Uh, one for if I'm in a taxi. <laughs> yeah, great. Right. So it's just like you can then create your own. So when you do it, you have no excuse not to do it. You're like, oh, but I was traveling here. Or I was traveling there. It's like you actually have uh, a meditation for the downtimes. Because I think totally. Like, yeah. So uh, it's it's so great. And like the pre ones as well. Like I did I did a course recently. You can do courses on there. And um, I did one that was all geared at um, changing your attitude to food. Oh, wow. So, so almost a version of hypnosis. Yeah, kind of. But, yeah, it's like, you know, it's just got serene music playing and, like, you can do it however you want, like s- sitting up with your eyes open, lying down with your eyes shut, whatever you want. But a woman's talking, like, about your... You can you, touch you, your yeah. toes. Like, yeah, yeah, keep trying. But, yeah, potatoes. she's talking... Potatoes, touch your potatoes. <laughs> yeah, no more fries. But she's talking about, like, the different reasons, like in each lesson, the the different reasons why you might be overeating or eating the wrong things or whatever it is. Yeah. And wow. so you can do courses like that as well. So I did one recently. And it Insight was like, Timer? Insight? Yeah, Insight Timer, yeah. Okay. yeah it's, it's really good. And, it's and, great. And, and, and for people who do use it, uh, there's something I discovered is you, there are so many different chimes. So I'm quite particular about how the meditation finishes. If you do it, sure. so I do it at the Buddhist Centre, I used to do it. I haven't done it for a while, pretty much because I've got inside timer. But I loved it that at the end of the meditation, when they hit the chime or hit the bell, you can feel it go through your whole body. And I feel like yeah. that's a reminder that you've actually you've you've done quite well. It's almost Pavlovian sort of response yeah. to so it. Yeah, so you sort of get those goosebumps. But with inside timer, they've actually got different types of bells, so you can experiment how to finish it, where to interrupt you. Like sometimes I like different bells because then it acknowledges me. Like I've I've been getting into the sort of sort of the chanting one, which you a do chanting a bit. Bells. Yeah. 
So you sort of chant a particular word. And uh, that's a f- the bell? You follow the routine? No, no, no. The bell just... It's just because you use the same bell. So if uh, you do uh, do, you go, oh, that bell. Oh, that means I'm into the chanting one. Rather than going, oh, what's the next part up? You, you don't want to think too yeah, far ahead. Sure. The bell trick is like, oh, I'm into the chanting one. Oh, I'm yeah, into yeah, the great. breathing one. Right, right. Understood. Understood. So, yeah. you're, so because of the meditation, how long have you been doing that for? Like uh, sort of more routinely? Body. Oh, three years? Yeah, nice. So it's part of your day. Like it's now part of your schedule. Totally, yeah. And yeah. so with that, have you found yourself being able to be a lot more kinder to yourself? Yeah. Is that what you were trying yeah, to get Yeah, yeah, totally. That's exactly right. So I used to be more like what you were talking about, about going, oh, uh, you know, three years ago I could run 10K and now I can't. Yeah. And whereas whereas now I think I'm I'm better at just being being where I am. In, in whatever, like, you know, career-wise or, or exercise-wise or whatever. So I'm like, all right, this is where I'm at at the moment and that's cool and now I'm doing the work and in a few weeks' time, whatever I'm doing at the gym is going to be easier. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be getting fitter. And because we get into this real mentality where do you hear people say this all the time, like you lose your fitness so quickly and no one ever mentions the fact that you also regain it really quickly. Oh, that's interesting. And and you actually do in the grand scheme of life, like you really, really do. When I started with the PT a couple of weeks ago, I was doing all the weights at like five five kilos less than I was two weeks later. Right. Right. So she started me out on certain weights and then just two weeks later, so after eight sessions, like I'm already back like getting towards the weights that I used to use, well, uh, uh, you know, and it's just eight sessions. Like yeah. in the grand well, muscle scheme. Muscle memory they call it. Yeah, totally. So, because Nick Cody talks a, a lot about that to the point where I think he focuses more on the muscle memory than, <laughs> than the actual muscle. But even, but even like cardiovascular fitness as well. Yeah, is right. that, Like, I think the thing is, is that it, it's that people see that to get it back, it's work. To yes. lose it, it's sitting at the pub with your mates, right. which yeah. is much easier, you know. Right. But in reality, like you, you so do gain and rebuild your fitness, like really. Quickly, it's just you've got to commit to it, right? Whereas you you lose that commitment to it in order to lose it, which is the bit that makes people think it's so quick and easy, yeah, to lose it. Um, so yeah, I, I I guess when I like signed up with the PT again and everything, I was like, all right, I'm not stoked with where my fitness is at at the moment. Yeah, I'm not feeling particularly strong, or like you know my energy is quite low. And I was like, but that's cool. Yeah, like it'll get it'll get easier, and each time I went to the gym, it got easier. Each day when I woke up, it got easier to go. No, it's time to go to the gym, right? Without making excuses and stuff. So, I guess it is a kindness thing, just being like, "Oh, you're all right, mate. Yeah, <laughs> you're doing See, your I'm, thing. You'll get there." I'm trying to get better at stuff like that. It's definitely still one of my good. weaknesses, which is that I'm I'm getting better, but it's also it's like I'm so quick to shame myself. Um, if I slightly go the other way around. So, for example, even though I did a half a marathon, um, you know, yesterday, at this point where we're recording it, um, that I kind of, I feel unfit because I've been eating badly. Even though, like, I know there's evidence that I can run half a marathon, my brain's like, yeah, but you ate, you know, you're just craving fried chicken and, and stuff all the time. It's like, yeah, probably because I fucking ran half a marathon. <laughs> but my yeah. brain's brain would prefer to focus on the idea that I'm a fat piece of shit rather than the fact sure. that I'm trying to be better. Will well, that ever go away? Will that ever go away? I don't think, like, because I, I, I was saying before, I went on a holiday and I ate what I wanted to eat. It was the first time ever that, mm. that I just generally didn't feel guilt because I felt like, yeah, I've been mm. working really hard. Uh, I've been trying to stay on top of the weight. I haven't blown out. Enjoy this holiday for what it is. But I feel like that shame never goes away. I think I think it can. Um I, I think I've been out of the shame cycle for a few years. Have you? Did you have it in the past? Um, yeah. Oh, definitely. Absolutely. Right. And it was like, and that shame um, feeds into you just going, well, I've blown everything now, right. which I think like if, if you've ever gone through, yeah, patterns of like binge eating or whatever, where you get into that mentality where you're like, well, all right, I've just blown my good eating for the week. Like there's, you know, lots of memes about it where you're like, well, I might as well go and order like 16 Big Macs and like. Right, because you're going like, I've already fucked up. I might as well fuck yeah. up for the next and start next week rather than starting totally. tomorrow. It's yeah, like, and it's oh, all yes. part of that shame cycle, definitely. And, I mean, I worked through that a few years back with a psychologist and that changed so many facets of my life where you can just be like, no, no, it's all right, mate, like. Yeah, you went on a holiday. You ate some bad food on the holiday. That's cool. You're back now. You what can make a healthy the... choice at lunchtime. 
Right. What are some of the strategies and things that they, your psychologist put in place for you that you still tap into? Small you know? goals. Small goals. Small goals. I mean, Ben, you mentioned before like, um, uh, you know, like having a, a, a one-week period of like binge-free. Yeah. Like even, I mean, even if you're not a binge eater, if you're someone that, that just like eats too many sweet treats or whatever each day, just instead of having a one-week goal, it's a one-day goal. Yeah. Because your brain gets that dopamine hit from going, oh, I just had a really great food day today and that's what I set out to do. Whereas you've got seven days to wreck that in inverted commas. <laughs> yeah. If if you are someone that gets into those shame spirals, like seven days is a long period of time to set yourself up to fail. Yeah. Right. You know, versus 24 hours where you're like, I'm just going to get through today and I, you know what, I'm not going to get that Mars bar that I usually get at 2 o'clock when I'm right. in that slump. Yeah. And then yeah. at the end of the day you're like, oh, I did it and that was all right, I had a good day. And then the next day you're like, all right, I'm going to have a good day today as well. And then if you don't, you're just like, well, all right, tomorrow's a new day. Mm. Tomorrow's my next goal. Like that, that was a big one for me, like setting small goals okay, and achievable ones. Yeah, that's a big one. People are great at not setting achievable ones. Because it's funny because if you think Dylan and I, when we started this, we, we thought that getting under 100 kilos was the most impossible thing in the world. Like like we thought it would take two to three years yeah. and we did it under six months. Like we did like it four months, four or, months something, or something. So it's then, but then it's like, you know, having those achievable goals because we spurred each other on, we made it. Yeah. But I think sometimes now I, those little goals still play into play. Like, I've, you know, I've tipped over the 100 again. I want to get back. I want to get to 95, but mm-hmm. I know that I have to do those little goals. So be it a week, be it a two weeks, or the one that Dill did really well was a month challenge. So if it's a month of squats. Or a month of uh, planking, or, planking or yeah. stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. you can start with the day, work week, but it's also you can work to the months and build that up because then that just builds up your willpower to be able to then generate, you know, totally some some momentum for I, sure. I think it always comes back to momentum. Really. And then I correct me yeah. if I'm wrong, Chris. Uh, what were you saying, Kirsty? Was that I was about to say, Christy? Uh, correct me <laughs> if I'm wrong. Is that that you feel like one of the problems that we have with those types of goals is that as soon as we fuck it up once, we think we have to wait till we, the next month starts again. Yeah, or Monday going, yeah. or like whatever. Absolutely. Like I definitely think that is a, a thing. And But that's just that part of our brain looking for an excuse right? not to do the hard thing. And I think once we wired our brains to be using food for things other than fuel, yeah. Then it's very easy to to do that. Just yeah. like, I, I, all right, it's a I, comfort. It, it it totally can be, yeah. And it's that thing. It's it's the the breaking of the relationship with food and rewiring the brain and like. And so that three years ago, you worked on that. Yeah. And how it, do you find that it's still once in a while? Because it's you know thirty plus years of thinking one way and then trying to undo it. One of the things that I struggle with is accepting that it's going to take some time for me to eventually lose this binge eating mentality that I have mm-hmm. because it had been part of how I cope with stress and, and sadness sure. for so long that, of course, immediately it's not going to go away and I'm learning to be kinder when those moments yes. happen. Are you finding that even though now three years you're a bit more in control, it still sneaks in once in a while and you have to be aware of it? And does the meditation help with that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it can definitely sneak in again. I mean, I go through periods... Yeah, I definitely go through periods where I'm not eating the way that I should be or whatever. Mm. But I think the bit that doesn't creep in is the shame and that's what makes it easy for me to break it. Like I'm more self-aware so I can be like, oh, wait up, what are you doing? Like what? what like you feel gross. Like you've been eating right. like weird stuff for the last few days that you wouldn't ordinarily eat and then I'll like check in with myself and like – and I'll be like, what's like, what's the trigger? Like, wh- like, wh- I'm obviously a little bit down or something, mm. and I haven't noticed. But the way that it's manifesting is like in my food choices, yeah. or the fact that I've lost motivation to go to the gym or whatever it is, and it forces me to check in. I say this and, in my show where I now try and ask myself, do I really want the chips or do I need a hug? Yeah, and it just yeah, that's exactly right. Just comes down to me realizing I'm just, I'm just missing that I miss my family or whatever. You know? Totally. Yeah, and, and I, it's like those chips aren't going to bridge the yeah. distance. So just trying to get a hug from the Hamburg Jacks ca- cashier is really awkward. At this point, <laughs> <laughs> um, we have to uh, unfortunately wrap up. Um, the question is though: uh, so uh, at the moment now, uh, do you have a goal? Is it twenty kilos? Is it just a particular muscle mass? Like I, I know you're using the scales sporadically, yeah, yeah, but. But where where is where if you you know small steps along the way where mm-hmm. do you want to be in a year? 
Um, in a year, I oh, I haven't. I, I don't have a goal weight for a year. Okay. My goal weight right now is to lose five kilos. Okay. And the yeah, like I was saying before, that's a little mini goal in the interim. My overarching goal, which I think is the easiest way for me to keep on track, is like tied in more with like my values, and that's like that I want to be healthy. Yep. I yeah, want to be. I want to be fit and healthy, and like weight loss will come hand in hand with that. I want to be eating well um, and I want they to be exercising daily. So having like tangible, as you said, you know, like uh, achievable and but measurable goals as well. So what mm-hmm. does f- being fit mean to you? What e- does just easily, eating healthy mean to you? Yeah, all right. So eating healthy is like um, making good food choices for like 80% of the time. Gotcha. There which you is, go. That's which perfect. Is, so yeah. you go maybe, what's it, like the two meals a day or whatever that you try and make sure that it's – a good healthy choice. Yeah. Maybe give yourself some slack at, at, at the third one or whatever. You yeah, know what I mean? sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like over the course of a week or yeah, whatever it yeah, is. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, fitness is I, I want to be able to do like anything that I want to do and not have an issue doing it. Like my partner is super fit. She's a long distance runner. She's like the epitome of fitness. And I, I want to be able to do anything that she wants to do. Yeah, like right. That, that's a big. That's a big thing yeah. for me, and and not because I just want to be there doing everything that she's doing. Like that, you know, that's obviously part of it, but also because she's she's super fit, and I'd just like to have her fitness, mm. you know, and just be at that level where, well, you know, quite frequently she she'll be like, oh, we should just like go and climb that mountain, and I'll be like. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, I'll yeah, that sounds so good. <laughs> yeah, but yes. I just broke my leg. Like, yeah. you yes. or I'm trying to break my leg so I don't have to attempt yeah. to do it. Which yeah. the two ankles or yeah. what? <laughs> my ankle and bends. Because <laughs> um, right. so that so makes much. sense. That makes sense. You know, achievable. Yeah, uh, those are like the achievable targets and giving yourself that wiggle room to have a little bit of uh, moments of lapse, whether it's like the 20% not eating healthy or whatever, or just yeah. giving yourself or just generally going, yeah, this is fine. Well, this I'm could good. be one of these I'm episodes okay. yeah, where would you like to come back in a year? Yeah. I'd, I'd love to. We've done that a couple of years with Kelly's one, another one where, you know, there's going to be a big gap and we'd love to have you back and see yeah. the changes. Because a lot of people sometimes come on this pod and use this as a stepping stone. You're one, one month in already uh, making huge changes. You're already doing it. Yeah. But I'd, I'd love to see the change in yeah. the year's time. I'd love to. I'd um, love to. Where, 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 what have you got coming up? Oh, loads of stuff. Um, social media is just, is that the best place to? For real. Yeah. Right, so. Website, social media, What's at Kirsty Webeck. Um, Webeck. <laughs> yeah, whatever you want. How do you spell it? <laughs> yeah, so it's uh, Kirsty with a Y at the end and W E B E C K. Yep. Number yeah. one. Uh, I'm at Derek J on all the socials, and my Edinburgh show maybe have finished by this I think, point. I think but, we'll uh, have finished. But still, uh, thanks for everyone who's coming. Uh, yeah. to, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fringe show, you've been a great support. The great person who time. said that thing in that night, yeah. ooh, great call. Oh, Thanks, great for call. And <laughs> extra shows and and and, and the TV. Uh, but uh, Ben Lomas comic yep. on your instas and uh, Fitbit Pod for all our instas. Yep. So again, uh, thanks <laughs> social you, media. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for coming. Uh, thanks, Kirsty, and thanks we'll see you all me. next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.